0: The first day of the season is in the books. Two games are done, and we're going to recap it all right now along with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and like LeBron James, I am also wearing $28,000 of Louis Vuitton clothing. You just can't see it. I'm also the lead analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b ball, and on Instagram at locked on Fantasy basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. It's here. It's the big fella. It is the recap show. Obviously, a a small big fella because we've only got two games on. We're going to chug through what we normally do. waiver wire trends, news around the NBA, monstrous line of the night, the top six players for the day, recaps of the two games. We're going to get into all that right now because, of course, we are. That is what we do. On this show, uh, tomorrow's going to be a, a monster, by the way. Set aside a little bit of time for us to talk about 12 games. We're going to talk about the two games today, Lakers, Nuggets, and Suns, Warriors. So, we'll get into... Well, let's, let's just recap a bit of news in the NBA before we get through to uh, to anything else. And I covered most of this in some of the earlier shows, but some news in terms of the Pistons. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich out for at least four weeks. Monte Morris out for a few weeks. Isaiah Livers is out for four weeks. So you're going to get bigger opportunities for Asar Thompson. Not a big difference there. I thought he was going to play those big minutes anyway. But it's more of, more minutes for Alec Burks, for uh, Smoke and Joe Harris, uh, for Jaden Ivey, and for Killian Hayes, who's got a chance to start now. I wouldn't say that Hayes or Harris or Burks are going to be addable players just yet. But like I said on one of my earlier shows, if Hayes could provide close to prime Rubio, assistance deals on bad field goal percentage, the, the idea of that, not he's not as good as Rubio, but the idea from a fantasy skill set, that's going to have some value. So we've just got to see what his role is, and it does help, obviously, Jaden Ivy. Santi Aldama is ruled out. There was a lot of debate. Oh, do I add Aldama? Do I add Tillman? It's Tillman. Not that Aldama's injury is serious, but he's not playing the first night. So... Tillman is going to be the starter. Uh, I can't see who else would start. Like Kenny Lofton, I'm sure it's going to be Tillman. He's going to get a lot of minutes. And I think he's going to be useful for, if not all of the season, a big chunk of it. Aldama and Jackson will play a little bit together, but they do not like playing Jackson at center. They don't love Aldama at center. And he's hurt now. So yeah, Aldama out tomorrow. And then in Cleveland, a bit of an update that's important. Jarrett Allen is out. Darius Garland is questionable. The Allen absence helps Mobley, but it also helps boost a bit of value to Struess, Levert, and Yang. And then if Garland is out, while uh, Levert goes through the roof, and that helps Okoro and maybe a Ty Jerome in that situation there too. So they're probably the three the three more important um, updates over the last you know, six to, to twelve hours. I guess was how we'd uh, we'd phrase that. Let's look at some trends on the waiver wire. And honestly, I am. Uh, a little bit surprised by the way that some of these went down. Um, what's going on? Why is Colin Sexton and RJ Barrett up 12%? Colin Sexton, I get. I don't know why he wasn't drafted, but you're right. What did RJ Barrett do? I don't see the importance in that one. Isaiah Stewart up 11% of people thinking that it's going to be a big breakout for Stewart now that Bogdanovich is out. Perhaps, but I wouldn't have rushed to grab him. Russell Westbrook? How was he just available? I, 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 not that I'm a big advocate of drafting Westbrook, but every single draft that I did, he went in. Well, there you go, up 8%. And then the last two are ones that are more important for today. That was Kavon Looney up 7% and John Kaminga up 6%. Um, we'll talk about their games a little bit later on in the show. In terms of the guys, the most dropped players off the waiver wire, and these are these are actually crazy to me. Jalen Johnson down 19%. Like, let's just see one game out of the bloke. This is what I mean by panicking. Did they do that to to add Looney for today? Let's see what happens with Jalen Johnson. The same with Bilal Kulabali. Down 18%. Like, you drafted him. You don't know who's going to start or how many minutes he's going to get. Have some faith in what you did. Sure, drop him after tomorrow if you want. Don't. But, like, this is insane. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bey. Down 18%. Why did you draft him? Why have you dropped Jalen and Sadiq? Not that they're the same people, but what's going on? Kyle Anderson down 15% with Jaden McDaniels ruled out. Makes no sense there at all. Quentin Grimes down 14%. Yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, He probably shouldn't have been drafted in as many leagues with a little bit of squishiness regarding who's going to get those minutes. But Derek Lively down 14%. Like, why did you draft these people? Were you playing in preseason fantasy leagues? What's happening here? You should not have made these moves. Have some faith in, in the decisions that you made um, early on because like this isn't it. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest way to play DFS, the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, it's just you choose more or less on two to six different players and their stat projections, and then you just sit and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun that you can have. You can win up to 25 times your money back in their football season, basketball season, disc golf season, you know, all the sports they have. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry you get to test your skills on Price Picks all the way through the NBA season. Um, and it's the most exciting way for you to play Daily Fantasy. So if you've got the skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Go to PricePix.com slash NBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePix.com slash NBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. dollars dues Okay, that is the news. That is the waiver wire trends out of the way. And we're about to crack in here and um and do our first recap of the season. I'm pretty excited. Alright, so here we are. First game. Lakers nuggets. Pretty um pretty impressive performance from Denver. They win 119 107. The Lakers, of course, were without Jared Vanderbilt Bar and Jalen Hood Shafino. And as we knew yesterday, they started Torian Prince. What they didn't know or didn't tell us is that Torian Prince was just going to be unstoppable. Now, if you watched my industry pickup league draft yesterday, you would have heard me talking about Torian Prince. "Ah, Do I take him with my last pick? Or do I take Boyan Bogdanovic? Well, I took Bogdanovic and chucked him straight into IR. I added Torian Prince off the Fab Wire. I got him and I'm pretty happy. I've got actually Prince in... I think three leagues, just to stream in for this week. 30 minutes, 18 points, four threes. Now, as I say that, don't overreact. He shot 75%. He was a minus 14 and had a usage of 14%. This is the absolute clear Nemanja Bielica award for overreaction on opening night. That's a great line. It's the best fantasy line on the Lakers. He had 25 fantasy points as well. That's not the best there, but Category Leagues it is. Because he shot 75%. What if Torian Prince shoots 50%? Instead of going uh, 6 of 8, he goes 4 of 8. Okay, so you miss two extra threes, and you're at 12 and 3 with two dribbles. And you go, that's okay, but it's not that exciting. So while he was an interesting stream with three quality games this week, you've only got two of those left Thursday, Sunday, He may start all of them. He might start the rest of the year, but he's more likely than not going to be nothing more than a three-point streamer who you cannot rely upon to go um, four of six from three or 75% overall. Take that shooting out, three rebound, one assist, one block. Not interesting, yeah? Don't overreact to it. Stream short. Don't drop anyone interesting. Don't drop Derek Lively or Bilal Kulabili, one of those other guys that I mentioned earlier. No, 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 no. Anthony Davis, do he have 17 points in the first half and then zero points in the second? Rough. He ended with 17, 8, and 4 with two blocks, but horrible shooting, 4 of 4 from the line. Uh, Minus 17, 2. Let's get to the big elephant in the room, though it is, the big fella himself, LeBron. He was solid. Look, the numbers are fine. 21, 8, and 5, 63%. It's really good, yeah? But he played 29 minutes. And then after the game, the question was, hey, what's going on? Like, are you going to, is this what you're going to do minutes-wise? And they went, yeah. So we've talked for, I reckon, six years. Is this the year that they ease back on LeBron's minutes? He played 36 a night last season. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he did have that off-season foot surgery. Um, but both him, LeBron, and Darvin Ham said after the game, yeah, this is sort of the plan. So outside of those last couple of mock drafts I did, you know that I just was fading LeBron completely, and I was getting him in round four. I was okay with it. Um, look, that's still a good line look, that's not a problem 41 fantasy points as well like it's still good but the upside gets capped if he's playing and I only had him projected at 34 not 36 minutes but if he's only playing like 31 yeah it's a problem Austin Reeves shot poorly I, I talked again uh, earlier at some point today I don't know when it was about the pressure points around Reeves this season Is like does he continue to be like an insane 65% two point guy well no he had 14-8-4 with two steals which is huge for him 36 from the field, 71 from the line. So overall, not bad from Reevesy, But there were some interesting rotation decisions. It's also interesting that the player who played the most minutes was D'Angelo Russell. He wasn't very good in them. 11 points on 33% shooting, but he had seven assists and two threes. And while we had a little bit of concern, maybe Gabe Vincent gets some minutes over him, that didn't eventuate. Vincent played 22 minutes and had six points. That's not 12-team worthy. While nor is it 12-team worthy to bother rostering Christian Wood. Wood was the 10th man into the rotation. By the second half, he had leapt ahead of Jackson Hayes, so I don't know what Darvin Ham's doing. But 15 minutes, 7-4. And, and you heard me talk about this ad nauseum. They weren't playing him with Anthony Davis in the preseason. They weren't starting him. When Vanderbilt comes back, it's going to get even worse. He, he can't. You can't survive on Christian Wood playing 15 minutes a night in your fantasy team. he would probably play his 18 next game. But that's not worth it. Nor is it worth it to have Hachimura, who played 15 minutes, 6-3. and three. I was told how good Hachimura was and how unbelievable he was guarding Jokic in the playoffs and how he's ascended to become a starter. All right, 6-3, 30% shooting, and it's just... It's never going to happen for Rui. I'm sorry it's not. This is a man who just doesn't get assists or steals or blocks and has incredibly low three-point volume. Every single year, the same shit. Why, do you, why does anyone buy into it? Um, the other interesting thing, and by interesting, I mean, what are you doing, Darvin Ham, was playing Cam Reddish over Max Christie. I thought Christie was fairly impressive through the preseason. Now, Reddish did some really nice things defensively, and that's important. Seven and four in 18 minutes, were obviously not adding Reddish anywhere. But I thought that Christie could have some role this season, but no, no, he was out of the rotation. So, a bit of an interesting development. For the Nuggets, they also had some curious rotation decisions. Only a nine-man rotation. And for all of the talk of Julian Strouder, he played zero minutes. Didn't even get garbage time minutes. Nor did Hunter Tyson. Nor did washed legend Justin Holiday. All those guys didn't play a second. Let's talk about the guys that did play. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, 36 minutes. 29, 13, 11, a steal on a block. Was red hot early with his shot. It fell off in the second half. but who cares? That's unbelievable. Well, KCP was also great. 20 points in 36 minutes. That's a lot of minutes for KCP. He had three steals. He had two threes. Now, much like Torian Prince, the line is buoyed by the fact that he hit 67% and he got three steals. He's not going to be this good every night. He is solid enough if you want as a back-end guy. I just think there's very little upside in what he does, even though, of course, that's a great game. And when I say upside, I mean, can you sustain and push your run at top 90 numbers? And I don't think he can. The headmaster had 21-2-6. and six, Jamal Murray shot excellently. In fact... Three of these guys, KCP Murray and Aaron Gordon, all over 60% shooting. As it was great, two 15-7-5, two steals and a block. And Michael Ponder Jr. dropped in a double-double with a pair of steals. So really strong from those guys. I was a little worried about where Peyton Watson was going to be in the rotation. He was the eighth man in. He only played 11 minutes, but at least he played. He had a block. Obviously, we're not dealing with him in any uh, standard or 14-teamers. And Christian Brown. He did get minutes off the bench, 19 of them. But as I said a lot of times, he is not a good per minute producer at all. He is not going to replicate Bruce Brown. And guess what? He didn't do replicate Bruce Brown. Five, three, and two in nineteen minutes with a block. If you do have him in twelve team leagues, or even honestly in fourteen team leagues, you can probably um, you can probably consider. I, I would say probably move on from him in twelve team leagues absolutely like no no concern with saying you move on from him in um uh in 12 10 legs that's that's just an easy call but in 14 I would think as well he just isn't a good permanent player Zeke Naji had four points in his 12 minutes as the backup but the guy with the most minutes off the bench was um NBA 2K created player legend Reggie Jackson accessories guru. He had eight points in twenty four minutes. The guys that got the garbage time minutes were Jalen Pickett, Colin Gillespie, and Braxton Key, two of the two way guys. So some interesting um, rotational decisions from the Dr. Michael Malone there. All right, now we the nightcap, the second game of the night. the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors. I oh, actually, I gave out some picks on the pregame show. I got both of these ones right, actually. Nuggets to cover, Suns to win. Got it. Nailed it. Bang. Undefeated. See how long that lasts. Let's talk about uh, this game though. Devin Booker without Bradley Beal played 37 minutes and had 32-6-8. and shooting. Now, of course, we can dial some of that back. He's not going to be a 62% shooter. He's probably not an eight-assist player. But this is why I said I think he has first-round upside, is if he does get those assists to 6.5 or 7 and maintains usage, he's going to get there. Love it. Love it. uh, How about my mate, though? Old mate Yusuf Nurkic. 28 minutes, 14 and 14 with a block. He did bang his shoulder a little bit early in the third, but he was able to play through it. This is great from Nurk. It's great. It's only 28 minutes, which is a little bit annoying, but it's still great. While Drew Eubanks played 19 minutes, and he sort of did what you wanted from Drew. Like, they had a great schedule, a three-game quality game week. Four points only, but eight rebounds and three blocks. You take that, don't you, as a streamer. Uh, Durant struggled a little bit. 37 minutes, 18 and 10 on 32% shooting. And somehow, only three or five from the line. Of course, we don't panic. And without Beal there, Grayson Allen started, and guess what? He stunk. Zero points, 0 of six shooting his shit house. You can uh, you can move on if you did decide to. Uh, I guess you, look, if you if there's someone else that you want, Xavier Tillman's around. I would sacrifice the stream of Allen to grab someone like Tillman. Uh, Jordan Goodwin didn't play a huge amount in the second half. Two, four, and three. I think he's going to be out of the rotation when Beal is back. But he, interestingly. Keita Bates, Diop, not in the rotation. You know Yuta Watanabe was. Eight points, two threes, 18 minutes. I wasn't sure how that would go. Yuta's in, and we look at him as an option there for very, very deep leagues. Just in case you were wondering, in case you wanted to know, the big four, the big five, the fifth member, the fifth Beatle, Bol Bol played zero minutes. You know why? Because he's shit ass. Um, yeah, he's not good. Those graphics, how how laughable are those graphics, honestly? Going back, man, ball is the missing piece. Bro, he is bad. He's bad. Anyway, he's bad. Eric Gordon played 32 minutes with Beal not there. He he struggled. 25% shooting. He got a lot of opportunities. He's an interesting stream to hold rest of week. Steph played 31 minutes for the Warriors, 27 and 5 with four triples. Only one assist. Maybe that's the CP3 factor. And when you look at Chris Paul's game, it looks awesome. It was awesome. 34, 34 minutes. Uh, there were people that I would debate or argue, man. Paul's only playing 25 minutes. And I go, ah, look, he might go to 30 or 29. There's no way he's hitting 25. I don't think he'd be knocking out 34 game one. 14, 6, and 9 with two steals. And that's with shooting only 27%. Now, he, I don't know, is he going to start? But I, I would, I would guess so. I would guess that he starts moving forward. That's a pretty strong game from him. Clay, the shot just doesn't fall from him. But 15 points, good volume, 3-3, three, three, 7 rebounds. And Kevon Looney, who I'll talk about that in a second, but he was, uh, did he do exactly what you wanted? Maybe a bit under, but 7 points, 11 rebounds, 50% shooting is not terrible. Wiggins was. 10 points, 1 rebound, no assists, 33 from the field, 67 from the line, a dreadful game. While Sharich was pretty solid, 7-7 seven seven with 2 blocks. And one of the things we wanted to watch was what happened to Kaminga. Now, his line is interesting, 12-6, and six, two steals and a block. You go 20 minutes, that's not, that's not much, Josh. Draymond was out. But let me phrase it this way. He played five minutes in the first half because he had five minutes. He closed the game over Wiggins. He could have gotten to 27, 28 minutes here. Now, I still don't really know how that fully translates when Draymond is back. So, I don't know, but grab him. Let's see where it goes. And we assess from there. Twelve and six, two steals and a block is a really good line. I thought Moses Moody was also really good, especially early. Eleven and three, two triples, three steals, a block. I think he's going to have a very solid regular rotation. And I think on another team that didn't have Steph, Chris Paul, and Clay, he would start and he would be Desmond Bain light. I think he's really got that in him, Moses. So just he's just someone that we keep a little bit of an eye on. Also, Brandon Podzimski, zero minutes. Trace Jackson Davis, zero minutes. This is just what happens. And it's why I love the 240 game when I had that discussion with that guy who was telling me that Podzimski was going to play 20 a night. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's just so hard for these things to happen. But at least we snuck four minutes of Corey Joseph in there, which, as you're all aware, everybody loves. So they are the two games done. They are the two games dusted. And um, that'll bring us in now to talk about what we need to talk about, which is be a good thing, wouldn't it? Because what I'm going to do is, is look back, and I'm going to, I post these on Instagram, I do it on the show, or on the daily streaming or the daily preview show, the Look Ahead show, my stream of the day. And let's just look back at how it went, because I said today, stream of the day was Kavon Looney for 12-team leagues, 7-11, and 11, 1 assist, 0 steal, 0 blocks. Did that work out? I'll give it a thumbs down. Like, it's, it's not bad, it didn't kill you, but there were plenty of better options today. For deeper leagues... I said for 16 teams we go to Dario Sharich. He had seven and seven with one assist and two blocks. Did that work out? Yeah, massive thumbs up. Now you could have got better ones there, like the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. But in a 16-team league, you're not knocking that back from Sharich. I think it worked okay. And then for fantasy points leagues, Looney had 20 fantasy points. Again, could have had better options. He just didn't do anything. Um, offensively. So there were other guys you could have streamed in, like someone like a Moses Moody, for example, was the best streaming option for a points league and he really didn't enter uh, onto my radar as someone that we'd be um, yeah, massively into. Looney was probably a fifth on the list of points league streamers from today. Um, so yeah, Moody and Kaminga were probably the two guys you could have a look at there who, who worked out better than Lee. So overall, good for the deeper leagues, not yeah okay for the standard leagues, but obviously... Um, Obviously, nothing is super fantastic there. Okay, so now that brings us to the lines of the night, and I'm just getting myself used to what I'm doing here with all these uh, with all these new shows. So uh, yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna crack it. Not new shows. We're gonna crack in now and um, look at the monstrous line of the night. Yes. There it is. I'm just making sure I'm hitting all the right buttons here for the first time doing this show for the year. So the monstrous line of the night today, it goes to Devin Booker, 32 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Awesome. Thank you, Devin. Next, we look at the young gun of the night. And for those of you who don't know what the young gun of the night is, it's just an award that I gave out for a while that was the... um, the best young player first or second year player in the nba for that night so the young gun of the night there weren't <laughs> there weren't very many options so it does go to christian brown who had 5 points 3 rebounds and 2 assists obviously not that special um next we do the waiver wire line of the night which is the best player that's available in over 50% of leagues using our advanced roster percentage metric over on Basketball Monster. This one shouldn't be too large of a surprise. It is the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. 18 points, three rebounds, and he shot 75% from the field. So Prince gets the waiver wire line of the night. And then the one that we've all been waiting for, it is the dud of the night. The worst performing player who is rostered in over 80% of leagues, and it is Andrew Wiggins. Really close Christian Wood, but Wiggins gets it 10 points, one rebound, zero assists, stinking percentages. Yeah, he sucked. Awesome. Thanks for that, Wigo. And now let's just go through the top six performers um, in a few different areas that we're going to look at here. So what's the top six? Yeah, the top six. Bang, top six players. There you go. Just upping my uh, my transition game this season. Well, I hope I'm upping it. I hope it, it looks all right. Um, all right. So what we're looking at here is the top six, nine category league players for today. Number one was Booker, followed by Jokic, Curry, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, Yusuf Nurkic, and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Next up, the top six players in under 50% of leagues, Torian Prince, I guess you could stream him for the Thursday-Sunday game, but he's not going to shoot that well. Kogi, yep, good for the two games coming up. That's okay. Moody, Moses Moody was next. Uh, yeah, but that's I'm not really that interested here. These are aren't these aren't priority ads at all. what uh, Watanabe, no. Dario Saric, not really. And Cam Reddish, absolutely not. But they're the six top players under 50% rostered. And lastly, we look at the top six players in Yahoo Fantasy Point Scoring. Number one was Jokic, followed by Devin Booker, 29-minute legend LeBron James, Aaron Gordon, Chris Paul, and Yusuf Nurkic. And that brings us to the end of the first daily recap show for the season. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.